Welcome to the one-year journey through the Holy Bible. Today we'll be reading Judges chapter 5 and chapter 6. Chapter 5 The Song of Deborah On that day Deborah sang the song, and Barak the son of Abinoab, when uprising broke out in Israel, when the people rallied for duty, blessed the Lord. Hear, O kings, give ear, O princes, and I will sing. I will sing to the Lord. I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you went out from Seir, when you marched from the plains of Edom, the earth shook, and the heavens poured, and the clouds poured rain. The mountains streamed before the Lord, the one of Sinai, before the Lord, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the caravan seized. Those who traveled the roads now traveled by roundabout paths. Gone was freedom beyond the walls, indeed gone from Israel. When I, Deborah, arose, when I arose, a mother in Israel, new gods were their choice. Then war was at the gates. No shield was to be found, no spear, among forty thousand in Israel. My heart is with the leaders of Israel, with the dedicated ones of the people, bless the Lord. Those who ride on white donkeys seated on saddle rugs, and those who travel the roads sing to them. To the sounds of musicians at the wells, there they recount the just deeds of the Lord, his just deeds bringing freedom to Israel. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake, strike up a song. Arise, Barak, take captive of your captors, son of Abinoah. Then down went Israel against the mighty. The army of the Lord went down for him against the warriors. For Ephraim, their base in the valley, behind you, Benjamin, among your troops. From Machir came down commanders, from Zebulun, wielders of the martial staff. The princes of Issachar were with Deborah. Issachar, faithful to Barak, in the valley they found at their heels. Among the clans of Reuben, great were the searchings of the heart. Why did you stay beside your hurts, listening to the lowering to, to the lowing of the herds? Among the clans of Reuben, great were the searchings of heart. Gilead stayed beyond the Jordan. Why did Dan spend his time in ships? Asher remained along the shore, and he stayed in the havens. Zebulun was a people who defied death. Nephtali too on the open heights. The king came and fought, then they fought, those kings of Canaan, at Tanakh by the waters of Medigo. No spoil of silver did they take. From the heavens the stars fought, from their courses they fought against Assyria. The Wadi Kishan swept them away, the Wadi overwhelmed them, the, Adi, the Wadi Kishan trampled down the strong, then the hooves of the horses hammered, the galloping, the galloping of steeds. Curse, Morose, says the messenger of the Lord. Curse, curse its inhabitants, for they do not come when the Lord helped, the help of the Lord against the warriors. Most blessed of women is Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, blessed among tent-dwelling men. He asked for water, she gave him milk in a princely bowl, she brought him curds. With her hand, she reached for the peg. With her right hand, the workman's hammer, she hammered in Caesarea's and crushed his head. She smashed, pierced his temple. At her feet, he sank down, fell, lay still. Down at her feet, he sank and fell. Where he sank down, there he fell, slain. From the window, she looked down. 
the mother of Caesarea appeared through the lattice. Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why are the hoofbeats of his chariots delayed? The wisest of her princesses answered her. She even replies to herself, they must be dividing the spoil they took, a slave woman or two for each man. Spoil of dyed cloth for Caesarea, spoiled of ornament dyed cloth. A pair of ornate dyed cloth for my neck in spoil. So perish all of you enemies, my lord. But may those who love you be like the sun rising in its mist and its great might. And the land was at rest for forty years. Chapter 6 The Call of Gideon The Israelites did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, who therefore delivered them into the power of Midian for seven years, so that Midian held Israel subject. From fear of Midian, the Israelites made dens in the mountains, the caves, and the strongholds. For it used to be that whenever the Israelites had completed sowing their crops, Midian, Amalek, and the Kedemites would come up and camp against them and lay waste the products of the produce of the land as far as the outskirts of Gaza, leaving no sustenance in Israel, no sheep, no oxen, or no donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents would appear as thick as locusts. They would be too many to count when they came into the land to lay its waste. Israel was reduced to utter poverty by Midian, and so the Israelites cried out to the Lord. The Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Midian. The Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites who said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I am the one who brought you up from Egypt. I brought you out of the house of slavery. I rescued you from the power of Egypt and all of your oppressors. I drove them out because and before you, and you and gave them, gave you their land. And I said to you, I, the Lord, am your God. You shall not fear any of the gods of the Amorites, in whom, whose land you are dwelling. But you did not listen to me. Then the messenger of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth in Oprah, and belonged to Joash the Abirazit. Joash's son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to save it from the Midianites, and the messenger of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. My Lord, said Gideon to him, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are his wondrous deeds about which our ancestors told us when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? For now the Lord has abandoned us and delivered us into the power of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and save Israel from the power of Midian. Is it not I who send you? But he answered him, Please, my Lord, how can I save Israel? My family is the poorest in Manasseh, and I am the most insignificant in my father's house. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will cut down Midian to the last man. He answered him, If you look on me with favor, give me a sign that you are the one speaking to me. Please do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. He answered, I will await your return. So Gideon went off and prepared a young goat and ephod the flour in the form of unleavened cakes. Putting the meat in the basket and a broth in the pot, he brought to them. He brought them out to him, under the terebinth and presented them. 
The messenger of God said to him, Take the meat and unleavened cakes and lay them on the rock, then pour out the broth. When he had done so, the messenger of the Lord stretched out the tip of the staff he held. When he touched the meat and the unleavened cakes, a fire came up from the rock and consumed the meat and unleavened cakes. Then the messenger of the Lord disappeared from sight. Gideon, now aware that it had been the messenger of the Lord, said, Alas, the Lord God has seen the messenger of the Lord face to face. The Lord answered him, You are safe. Do not fear, you shall not die. So Gideon built there an altar to the Lord and called it Yahweh Shalom. To this day it is still in Oprah of the Azurites. That same night the Lord said to him, Take your father's bull, the bull fattened for seven years, and pull down your father's altar to Baal. As for the Asherah beside it, cut it down. Build an altar to the Lord your God on top of the stronghold with a pile of wood. Then take the fattened bull and offer it as a whole burnt sacrifice on the wool from the Asherah you have just cut down. So Gideon took, took ten of his servants and did as the Lord commanded him. But he was too afraid of his family and of the townspeople to do it by day, and he did it at night. Early the next morning, the townspeople found the altar of Baal had been dismantled, the Asherah beside it cut down, and the fattened bull offered on the sacrifice that it, on the altar that it was built. They asked one another, "Who did this?" They inquired and searched until they told, until they were told, Joshua the son of Joash, Gideon the son of Joash did it. So the townspeople said to Joash, Bring out your son, that he may die, for he has dismantled the altar of Baal and cut down the Asherah that was beside it. But Joash replied to all that was standing around him, Is it for you to take action for Baal or to be his savior? Anyone who takes action for him shall be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him act for himself, since his altar has been dismantled. So on that day, Gideon was called Jerubal because of the words, Let Baal take action against him since he dismantled the altar. Then all Midian and Amalek and the Kedemites mustered and crossed over into the valley of, Jezre- into the valley of Jezreel, where they encamped. And Gideon was clothed with, clothed with the Spirit of the Lord, and he blew the horn, summoning Abiezer to follow him. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh, and they too were summoned to follow him. He also sent messengers throughout Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, and they advanced to meet the others. Gideon said to God, If indeed you are going to save Israel through me, as you have said, I am putting this wooden fl- this woolen fleece on the threshing floor, and if dew is on the fleece alone while the ground is dry, I shall know that you will save Israel through me, as you have said. That is what happened. Early the next morning, when he wrung out the fleece, he squeezed enough dew from it to fill a whole bowl. Gideon then said to the Lord, Do not be angry with me if I speak once more. Let me make just one more test with the fleece. Let the fleece alone be dry, but there be dew all around the ground. That is just what the Lord did that night. The fleece alone was dry, but there was dew on it all over the ground. The Word of the Lord. Judges chapter 9 to chapter 10. Chapter 9 
Abimelech the son of Jerubel went to his mother's king in Shechem, and she said to them, and the whole clan to which his mother's family belonged to, put this question to all the lords of Shechem, which is better for you that seventy men, all Jerubel's sons, rule over you, or that one man rule over you? You must remember that I am your own flesh and bone. When his mother's kin repeated these words on his behalf to all the lords of Shechem, they set their hearts on Abimelech, thinking he is her kin. They also gave him seventy pieces of silver from the temple of Baal Beerth, with which Abimelech hired worthless men and outlaws as his followers. He then went to his father's house in Oprah and killed his brothers, the seventy sons of Jerubal, on one stone. Only the youngest son of Jerubal, Jotham, escaped, for he was hidden. Then all the lords of Shechem and Beth Milo came together and made Abimelech king by the terebinth at the memorial pillar in Shechem. When this was reported to Jotham, he went and stood at the top of Mount Gerizim and cried out in a loud voice, Hear me, the lords of Shechem, and may God hear you. One day the trees went out to anoint a king over themselves, so they said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree answered them, must I give up my rich oil whereby gods and human beings are honored and go off to hold and sway over trees? Then the tree said to the fig tree, Come, you reign over us. But the fig tree answered him, Must I give up my sweetness and my sweet fruit to go off and hold stray over the trees? Then the tree said to the vine, Come, reign over us. But the vine said, Must I give up my vine and my wine? that cheers gods and the human beings and go off to sway over the trees and all the trees sent to the buckthorn come you reign over us the buckthorn answered to the trees if you are anointing me in good faith to make me king over you come and take refuge in my shadow but if not let fire come from the buckthorn and devour the cedars of lebanon now then if you have acted in good faith and integrity in appointing abimelech your king you have acted with good will towards Jerubal and his house, if you have treated him as he deserves, for my father fought for you at the risk of his life when he delivered you from the power of Midian. But you have risen against my father's house today and killed his seventy sons upon one stone and made Abimelech the king, the son of his maidservant, the king over the lords of Shechem, because he is your king. If then you have acted in good faith and integrity toward Jerubal in his house today, then rejoice in Abimelech, and may he return and rejoice to you. But if not, let fire come forth from Abimelech and devour the lords of Shechem and Beth Milo, and let fire come forth from the lords of Shechem and Beth Milo and devour Abimelech. Then Jotham fled and escaped at Beer, but he remained for fear of his brother Abimelech. When Abimelech had ruled Israel for three years, God put an evil spirit between Abimelech and the lords of Shechem, and the lords of Shechem broke faith with the house of Abimelech. This was to repay the violence done to the seventy sons of Jerubal, and to avenge their blood upon their brother Abimelech, who killed them, and upon the lords of Shechem, who encouraged him to kill us as brothers. The lords of Shechem then sent men to ambush from, for him on the mountain tops and they robbed all who passed them on the road. It was reported to Abimelech. Now Gaul, the son of Abed, and his kin came, and when they passed through Shechem, the lords of Shechem put their trust in him. 
They went out into the fields, harvested out the grapes from their vineyard, trod them out, and held a festival. They went to the temple of their god, where they ate and drank and cursed Abimelech. Gal, the son of Abed, said, Who is Abimelech, and who is Shechem, that we should serve him? Did not the son of Jerubal and his lieutenant Zebul serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem? So why should we serve him? With that, these troops were entrusted to my command. I would dispose Abimelech. I would say to Abimelech, get a larger army and come out. When Zebul, the ruler of the city, heard what Gal, the son of Ebad, had said, he was angry. And he sent messengers to Abimelech in Arumah and said, Gal, the son of Ebed, and his kin have come to Shechem, and you are stirring up the city against you. So take action tonight, you and your troops who are with you. Set an ambush in the fields. Promptly, at sunrise tomorrow morning, make a raid on the city. When he and the troops who are with him come out against you, deal with him as best as you can. During the night, Abimelech went into action with all his soldiers and set up an ambush outside of Shechem for four companies. Gal the son of Ibad went out and stood at the entrance of the city gate. When Abimelech and his soldiers rose from their place of ambush, Gal saw the soldiers and said to Zebul, These soldiers are coming down from the mountaintops. But Zebul answered him, It is the shadow of the hills that you see as men. But Gal went away, saying, Soldiers are coming down from the region of Taberhazes, and one company is with them by coming by way of Elan Menona. Zebul said, Where now is your boast when you said, Who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Are these not the troops for whom you express contempt? Go out now and fight them. So Gal went out at the head of the lords of Shechem to fight against Abimelech. But when Abimelech went after him, he fled from him. Many fell slain right up to the entrance of the tank. Abimelech returned to Aruma, and Zebul drove Gal and his king away so that they could no longer remain in Shechem. The next day, the army marched out against the field and was reported to Abimelech. He divided the troops, and he had it into three companies, and he set up an ambush in the fields. He watched until the army left the city and went to attack against them. Abimelech and the company went with him and rushed in and stood by the entrance of the city gate while the other two companies rushed upon all who were in the field and attacked them. The next day, Abimelech fought against the city. He captured it, killed the people who were in it, and demolished the city itself, sowing it with its salt. When they heard this, all the lords of, of Migdal Shechem went into the craft of Temple of Elbaneth. It was reported to Abimelech that all the lords of Migdal Shechem were gathered together. So he went up to the mountain of Zalmon with all his soldiers, took his axe in his hand, and cut down some brushwood. Then he lifted his shoulder, and he said to the troops with him, Hurry, do it just as you have seen me do. So all the soldiers likewise cut down brushwood, and following Abimelech, placed it against in the craft. They then set the craft on fire over them, so that one of every person of Migdal Shechem sent was about 1,000 men and women perished. Abimelech proceeded to Thebes and camped and captured it. Now there was a strong tower in the middle of the city, and all the men and women and all the lords of the city fled there, shouting themselves in and going up to the roof of the tower. Abimelech came up to the tower and fought against it. When he came close to the entrance of the tower to set it on fire, a certain woman cast the upper part of a millstone down Abimelech's head, and it fractured his skull. 
He immediately called his armor bearer and said, Draw your sword and put me to death so that they will not have to say about me a woman killed him. So his attendant ran him through and he died. When the Israelites saw that Abimelech was dead, they all left for their homes. Thus God did repay the evil that Abimelech had done to his father in killing his seventy brothers. God also brought all the wickedness of the people of Shechem back on their heads, for the curse of Jotham, the son of Jerubal, overtook them. Chapter 10 Tola After Abimelech, Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar, rose up to save Israel. He lived in Shamir in the mountain region of Ephraim. When he had judged Israel for 23 years, he died and was buried in Shamir. Jair Jair the Gilead came after him and judged Israel for 22 years. He had 30 sons who rode on 30 donkeys and possessed 30 cities in the land of Gilead. These are called Havath Jar to the present day. Jar died and was buried in Camel. Oppression by the Ammonites The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, serving the Baals and the Ashertards, the gods of the Aram, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the Ammonites, the gods of Philistines. Since they had abandoned the Lord and would not serve him, the Lord became angry with the Israelites, and he sold them into the power of the Philistines and the Amorites. For eighteen years they afflicted and oppressed the Israelites in Bashan, and all the Israelites in the Amorite land beyond the Jordan. The Amorites also crossed the Jordan to fight against Judah, Benjamin, and the house of Ephraim, so that Israel was in great distress. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord, We have sinned against you, for we have abandoned your God and served the Baals. The Lord answered to the Israelites, Did not the Egyptians, the Amorites, the Ammonites, and the Philistines, the Sidonites, the Amalekites, and the Midianites oppress you? Yet when you cried out to me, I saved you from their power. You still abandoned me and served other gods, therefore I will save you no more. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you in your time of distress. But the Israelites said to the Lord, We have sinned. Do to us whatever is good in your sight. Only deliver us this day. And they cast out the foreign gods from their midst and served the Lord, so that he grieved over the misery of Israel. The Ammonites were called out for war and encamped in Gilead, where the Israelites assembled and encamped at Mizpah. The captains of the army of Gilead said to one another, The one who begins the war against the Ammonites shall be the leader of all the inhabitants of Gilead. The word of the Lord.